Welcome to episode 24 of the Down and Out Blading podcast. My name is Jan Welch, and today I have a very special guest from Ghana. His name's Samuel, and we just tried to do his last name. I totally butchered it, so I'll let him tell you how to pronounce it when I bring him on here shortly. Now, Samuel's from Ghana. He's an urban skater. He's got a little bit aggressive. He lives in a place most of us don't know anything about as far as it comes, you know, as far as skating goes or anything in general. So he does a YouTube channel and he loves skating and he's definitely going to be an interesting guy to talk to. I'm going to bring him in right now. Hello, Samuel. How are you? What's up? I'm doing okay. Awesome. So your YouTube channel is Skate Sam Ghana and you go by Darling Sam as well. Yeah. And how do you pronounce your last name for everyone? Because I didn't want to even know. It's Anyataku. Anyataku. Yes. It's right. a cool Anyataku. name. <laughs> so you you live in Ghana. Where do you live in Ghana exactly? Yeah, I live in I live in Accra, but I live in this part of Accra called Ashaiman. So it's like a suburb. Okay. Yeah. And Accra is the capital of Ghana. Yeah. Yes, Accra is the capital. And Ghana is in West Africa on Atlantic coast. Tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, Accra, your city you live in, the country you live in. Like I said, most people don't know anything about Ghana. Yeah, so, um, you know, Accra, it's more like, it's more like any place, you know, a third world nation, the capital city is Accra. You know, it's like all fast life, just like it is in probably like New York City or London, you know. People are going in and out every day. It's like there's traffic on the highway every morning. There's traffic on the highway every evening. You know, just corporate environment people going to work and back. And it's just fast life, you know. Mm -hmm. Do you know how big the population is? Is that? Do you know how big the population is there? Oh, my can't really tell. But then the whole country population is around probably like 23 million thereabouts. Okay, so it's pretty big. I'm, I'm not sure of the numbers, but... It's a, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. <laughs> so you skate around Accra. How long have you been skating? When did you get started? Yeah, so I've been skating since um, 2016. So that's like seven years. I think uh, it's like eight years or seven years. But then the thing is, uh, within the first year, it was just like a one-off, you know, let's just see how this goes type situation. Uh-huh. Hold up a bit. I got my little brother here. Hello, little brother. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I started skating like in 2016. And then, yeah, since 2016, I've, I've been skating since. I never really stopped. So. And how, are you, how old are you now? I'm 25. 25. So you've been skating since you were like 17, 18? 18, yeah, since I was 18. And then how did you get into skating? Is is like does Ghana have a big skate scene or no, Ghana really doesn't have like a very big skate scene, okay? So um the thing is growing up, I've always been like very athletic, you know. I sort of um when you watch these sports people on TV and the kind of attention and glory they get, you know, I really like that thing growing up, you know. So um I try to play football. But then that didn't quite work out because football is like a team sport. And most of the time I'll get dressed up and they'll pick everyone else and I'll be left behind, you know. So when I'm left behind, I'll be doing flips on the side. 
and that still gets me the sort of attention I need, you know. That's how come I, I can do flips. So I've been flipping since I was little. Okay. But then back to skating, uh, I think I was coming from the market one time, and then there's like this government school around where I live, not so far from where I live. It's like 15 minutes walk. And then I met this group of guys. Like I saw the crowd first. And I was like, let me get closer, see what's happening there. And then there were like a group of guys, like five or six, they were skating around in circles and they got like a very big crowd. And then I'm like, okay, this is not so far from where I live. Why don't just I like start to do something, you know? So I got a pair of skates, it wasn't so good. And then I just started skating. <laughs> so I've been skating since then, actually, yeah. That's really cool. And how did you get your first pair of skates? 2016, I remember very well. First week in February 2016. And where did you get your skates at? And what type of skates? Do you remember what they were? I can't remember what they were. Usually the skates you find here, like, you know, even if you find, let's say, rollerblade, you find those rollerblades from the late 90s, early 2000s. You know, those recreational rollerblade skates, plastic shell, has the liner in there. You can't take out the frames. Those roller blades are still very popular around here. You know, people okay. skate. Yeah. So and I had like a soft boot. I, it was a soft boot, actually, the one I started with. Okay. And then I think a year or two after, I started working for Decathlon. And Decathlon had these auxiliary skates, and they are still soft boots anyway. So like, I was getting free skates from Decathlon because I was teaching skating to the kids there. And I was getting free skates like every three months. So, yeah, I... I was like, I'm one of the few people who were having like brand new skates because I was getting them from Decathlon at the time. That was in 2018 when Decathlon first opened in Ghana. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, we don't have Decathlon in America, but I've been to some of them in Europe. And I know that they have their own. You know, yeah, they are a lot bigger in Europe than in the US. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know that um, that you could go to a store like that and buy skates there. And is there any other places in Ghana besides the Cathlon where you can buy newer inline skates? No, there is no other places where you can buy skates. You know, like we always get them off the streets, like garage sales and secondhand markets and stuff like that. Yeah. So like 99% of people get skates that way, just from the garage sales and secondhand markets, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way I was getting it for many years. Like not many years, like the first few years. So I started in like 2016, 2017, I was getting it that way. And then 2018, in May 2018, I was working with Decathlon. So I was getting yeah. free skates from Decathlon, yeah. And has skating, uh, have you noticed any difference in the amount of skaters since Decathlon opened and started selling skates? Yeah, so the thing with um, Decathlon selling skates is, uh, so, you know, in, in any country or pretty much in every place, you got like a, uh, see the, the middle class people and the working class people, you know those things. I I don't really know how to call it. But then Decathlon is like more like in the city areas, you know. And so you have like, I would say rich people skates, you know. And so um, they get skates and they learn to skate. And those are people you wouldn't find on the streets on the regular, you know. So like they get skates, they learn a few times and then that's it. they're just in their houses, you know. And so Decathlon hasn't really increased like the number of skaters. There is still people skating, but they don't get it from Decathlon. You know, as usual, we just get it secondhand. So okay, yeah. So and how you're you have some friends you skate with? What's your scene like? Um, how many people do you skate with? And then what's the skating scene like just in general in 
your city, is there any sort of organization? Is there any sort of group events? Yes, yes, there is, there is an organization. There is small skate groups and there is an organization. And then there is skate events. So like the major skate event currently is, it's called Ruler Games. We just call it uh, Ruler Games. And it's hosted by this uh, beverage company. It's called Mixi. So every year they have like one event a year run by that company. And we all go to, so aside that, like various groups of skaters have several different events. So for instance, myself, I have an event I run. It's called Skate of the Nation. If you go on my Instagram page, um, I don't have that on my Instagram, but then I have this account called DS Real Sports Academy. And if you go on, they have been doing events every year since 2019. So I did one in March 2019. I did one in January 2020. I did another one in April 2021. This year, I haven't done it yet because there's been a lot of changes in my skate's life and I've been just all over the place. And a few other people do events too. There's Bigger Skates Ghana. We have this event just this weekend. So I would have to go to like another city this weekend to be in that event. And yeah, so there's like several events going on. There's World. There is these people from the other city in Kumasi. They also do their own events. So it's basically like we have one major event that is being run by this beverage company. And then we have people from like the Skate Federation in Ghana, which is still like in the works. And so they do like the major event. But aside that, various groups of skaters are doing events. Just keep us in And I started that in 2019. So yeah. <laughs> A lot of people have been doing the same. I... A little frozen. Can you see me moving? I see you, but you're not moving. <laughs> oh. No good. We're frozen here, guys. Let me unplug. Let me see if it's just a camera. Yeah, because I can hear you nice and clear. You can hear me nice and clear. Yeah. All right, bear with us as we have. Why don't you uh, tell a story about... Uh, Visiting, okay, so you visited Ricardo Lino in South Africa, right? Yeah, that's South African trip. So I didn't actually go to South Africa for Ricardo Lino, okay? So I'm involved in this organization called Christian Skaters. If you can see on top of my hat here, I have CSA Africa, Christian Skaters Africa. And yeah, I'm Christian. So um, it's just like an action sports organization where we sort of reach out to people in action sports. You know, those are like the least evangelized places. So we as believers, we are in, we as believers involved in action sports. We just like, you know, get the job done, you know. So it's this organization that uh, we went to South Africa. Every year there is like an African conference or it's a conference, but then we call it a gathering. So it's like the gathering of all the African leaders. And I happen to be one of those leaders. So I got invited. And every year it's been done in Cape Town, South Africa. So I got invited to South Africa. And at the time I had to go to South Africa, Ricardo Lino was also there. So the Friday, we got there on a Friday. That Friday I got there. Lucky enough, the people were at uh, this skate park called, uh, I think, Shred, Shred Skate Park. That's the indoor skate park in Cape Town. And Ricardo Lino happened to be there at the time I arrived. So it was like my first day in South Africa. And just the spot I was going to, Lino was also there. So I met him there the first time. And then like, he really didn't have time. As I was coming in, he was leaving. So we briefly like met in the hallway of the skate park. And then 
we just took a few selfies. He was in a hurry and then he left. And I stayed behind there to skate. So that was nice. And then like uh, a few days later, I really wanted to go see the shop because I've never been to a skate shop before. So I spoke to Chris, who was who is the one in charge of the whole organization. He invited us there. And then apparently Chris is equally friends with Lino because Chris is like a long time skater. He's been He's a gold medalist in the Asian uh, Asian X Games for like three years. So he's wow. he's a skater. He does both skateboarding and rollerblading. So, and he knows Ricardo Lino. So he just drove us there, and then we met Lino, and it was amazing. Like those are the best memories I've had in Cape Town. You know, that's really cool. So, like I went there because Lino invited me, but I think there will come a time where I would go because Lino would ask me to go because. Uh, for a few minutes I was there, there was this conversation he had with Chris that overhead. He was asking him like, how much did it cost to move me there, you know? And so I, I, I just have a fair idea, you know, if this kind of conversation are going on, I know there's something in the way. So yeah, that was really cool. I really enjoyed it. I'll be going again though in, uh, in November. I just don't know the exact dates. So yeah. Awesome. And hopefully this time they give me a longer stay. Because it was my first time traveling and I was given, like, the council gave me seven days. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. <laughs> We've got a few people in the live chat watching. And we got Shinobi yeah. Blake playing. Says, yeah, yo, yo Ghanaian champ. Like, yo, Sam, I'm going to be there watching this. So, <laughs> yeah, that's Very nice. cool. Yeah. Uh, so... As far as traveling outside of Ghana, have you gone to other places for skating besides South Africa? No, I haven't gone anywhere. South Africa was my first trip. And I had to go to Kenya to go to South Africa. Okay. But then, you know, kids are in your luggage. And I got stuck in Kenya for like the whole day. And I couldn't skate because the skates were in the luggage. And it was my first time. I didn't really know what was happening. So, like, I was nervous and all those things. But, I you know, it's really opened my eyes to a lot of things, you know. Because uh, where I come from, it's like a miracle, you know, that type of situation. So it was really great for me, though. It was a very big deal. I was so excited, like, oh, I got to travel. And it was just because I could skate. So I'm just wondering if I was doing anything else. Maybe <laughs> I wouldn't be able to go anywhere. But I'm definitely happy, you know. It's really been interesting. That's really cool. And where... Would you love to travel? Is there a place, any place you've dreamt of visiting for skating? Man, I don't like a tall list of places I want to go see, you know. And I want to go see Barcelona because Nick is there. And like all the guys I started looking up to when I started skating, they are there. So like Nicola Torelli is there, Danny Aldridge is there. Nick has been there for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, you know, every every skater, or every pro skater, or all the big names, everyone goes to Barcelona. Like at some point, everyone goes to Barcelona. Oh, Barcelona, so amazing. And then I would really want to go to Melbourne. You know, I have this friend, really big friend, really good friend. He's been there since day one when I started. You know, he's paid my hospital bills, he's paid for trips, he's paid for events and stuff like that. Like his name is Nick. In Australia. So Australia is one place I would really want to go, you know, like give him a big hug. He's 43 years old, like yesterday. So Australia is one place I really want to go. And there is a few other places, you know, I want to go to Long Beach, California. I want to go to London. The skate scene is amazing. Just a, a host of places, you know. And I'm just like 
um, you know, I, I believe it's going to work out eventually because I never knew I was going to go to South Africa until I went to South Africa, you know. So I, I believe it's going to happen. It's just things take time. Great things take time. So, yeah. Did you have another trip planned that didn't work out? I remember you posting something. Were you planning on traveling somewhere else? Yeah, I've, I've, I've actually applied for like a visa once this year. I was supposed to go to Turkey. I got put on this extreme show to go to Turkey. And then um, the way the system works here is very, it's very tough, you know, to do this kind of things. And like, if, if you have to travel to like a first world nation, if you're from a third world nation going towards a first world nation, like say if you're from West Africa and have to travel to Europe or the US, it's very hard. And the people that put me on a work visa, and it's very hard to get a work visa this side, even though I told them like severally that, yo, make it a holiday visa. It's easier to go that way. And then once I'm there, you can just get the official documentation and then I stay and do the job, you know. But then they didn't listen to me. So we applied for a work visa. And then in the process of the work visa, I hurt my ankle. And then I hurt my ankle. So I told the guy, you know, I didn't actually tell him I go ahead because I was getting better slowly. And even if I had gone with a head ankle, I would still like probably fuck myself out because um, it's extreme shows. I have to be flipping all the time and I need my ankle. So just the, the visa didn't come out. So yeah, I ended up not going. But then uh, I'll go again though next year because it's a show that has been hosted every year and I have very good relationships with the guy. So definitely I'll be going next year on a holiday visa, yeah. Cool, and do you do other shows like around Ghana or so in in Ghana what we do like the closest thing we I don't do that anymore but other skaters do that so like we sort of advertise for companies you know so instead of a company a company has a product and instead of them to like market it on tv they get like skaters we get the company's t-shirts and then we go share flyers and stuff like that but you know as time goes by it's just like people evaluating their value and stuff like that we are getting underpaid because if I go and I say, let's say, I want to charge a five and the company doesn't want it, another skater will go and do it for a two, you know, so it's not really working out. And like, I stand went by, I got sponsored and stuff like that. So I felt, you know, I can't be doing stuff like that anymore, basically. So I just let it go and just focus on, yeah, skating and then doing my job, you know. So as far as skating goes, you do a lot of urban skating and then you do like, you know, you do some tricks and some showmanship. Um, you don't yeah. really do aggressive skating. You got into it a little bit, right? But it's your more urban skater. Yeah, I'm more of an urban skater for the aggressive skates, you know. So in 2020, I have this friend in the U.S. She lives in uh, Long Beach, California, and she aggressive skates. So she got me one. She got me the USDA one. And I had those, so, and the USDA ones are flat, so I could equally skate them like around the city and not mind grinding. But I just thought, you know, these are aggressive skates, so let me do something. And I started learning that, but then I got quite a lot of injuries trying to learn that. So um, I sort of, when I got hurt the first time, I just thought, you know, this is no big deal. And like I said, uh, my friend in Australia, he would always like, you know, give me some cash to go to the hospital and stuff like that. And then uh, just recently when I go ahead again, you know, the world has been through 
COVID and it's been a lot of economic hardships and stuff like that. But then when I got here recently, you know, it was a little bit difficult for him to come through. He has always done and he did a little bit. But then I just sat back, thought to myself, you know, I still have a long way to go and I don't want to get hurt here, especially the way medical situation is. So when I got hurt again, that was in May, I just put the USB aeons in the box and they've been in the box ever since. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just like, you know, I'm thinking of doing this thing as long as I can. Mm. And the part of the world where I find myself, there are certain risks I can take. You right. know, lots of people tell me, you are not scared to throw a flip, but you are scared to grind like a knee high rail. And, you know, like I said, I've been flipping since I was little. So it's natural for me to be upside down, you know. And even like every flip, I'm not sure of every flip, but then I'm always sure my feet will come down first, you know. So it's just easy for me to throw a flip. But it's very scary for me to do a grind because I'm just scared of, you know, hurting my ankles again. Yeah, so and I want to be in as long as I can. So I'm just like, you know, trying to be on the safer side here. And for people who watched your YouTube channel, they know that you skate. You do skate a lot of, like a skate park quite a bit. And you do tricks, just not grinds. So you're still yes. doing like, you know, extreme stuff. Yeah, I'm still doing extreme stuff. I don't I'm comfortable with, you know. So for me, it's not so scary. You know what I mean? It's like, I know I can land a backflip anytime. So I can just no warm up, go through a backflip. Mm -hmm. But if I have to grind the rail, I'm like, oh, you know, it has to take me like a 30 minutes warm up and then get my mind ready before I go do like a single grind. So, yeah, that's how it is for me. So run us through what's like the medical system there. You get hurt, like what happens, you know, what's the cost, like how's the service? So um, we do have health insurance, which covers a lot of things, but you still have to pay for like medication and stuff like that. So basically your health insurance covers for the doctor's appointments and all those things. But if you have to be given medication, you pay for those. And just generally, you know, healthcare in third world nations are just not really the best, you know? And so I wouldn't want to put myself in that kind of a situation. One, I'm not making that kind of money to, to, to afford healthcare. And so I generally just want to be on the safer side. So yeah, and no sort of risk too much that makes sense I don't, uh, I don't really know the details of what healthcare is like mm -hmm. because you know i'm blessed I, I never fall sick you know i've never been like sick sick to go to the hospital so i don't really know what goes on in there the few times i've been to the hospital is because i got head skating those are the only things that put me in the hospital and it was all like aggressive skating you know so i'm sort of like very careful on that side aside that i don't go to hospital so i don't really know what goes on in there you know so what struggles have you gone through in your skating? Obviously, you've been injured, um, hard to get skates, but anything else like that you've made kind of issues you've had? Being able to skate here is actually a struggle, you know. So like people watch my post and think, yo, Sam, he's skating every day. But it's always a struggle to go skate, you know. Like that skate park where people see me at every time, that is the closest place I have to skate from my house. And that is like 40 minutes away from where I live. And I have to go by public transportation, you know. So I always have to pay money to be there. And the thing is, like, the boys I skate with, they are just students, you know. Even though they look like big boys and stuff like that, but they are students. AJ is still in school, and Steven just graduated from, like, high school. And, you know, they are not, like, 
yeah, we are all not so well off, but like I'm in a more better position. And so every weekend I have to pay for them. And then we all skate together because those boys have been skating with me since day one, you know. So they are sort of like brothers in some kind of a way. So I always have to pay to get to the park and I always have to pay for them to get there, you know. So people, like I've had a few people tell me, you know, I'm always skating in the park and I'm like, you don't really know what's going on here. You know, it costs me money to even go do that. You know what I mean? And like, I, I don't make money from skating, you get me? Like at this point, I don't make money. I believe I'm going to get there, but at this point I don't make money. So like, it's still a struggle every time, you know? It takes me like 40 minutes to get to that park, like I said, and I have to pay for myself and pay for everyone every weekend. And the city is like one hour, 15 minutes away from where I live. And that's like extra cost. If I have to go to another location, you know, it's still extra cost. So I basically have to pay to go skate every time. You know what I mean? And like, um, yeah, basically everything I do is just skating. Over the last few months, I've been learning photography and photo editing, like professional photography and editing. And I've been learning drone piloting too. And that is just like to sort of add to my skating, you know, because I just sat down and thought to myself, like, these are things I'm already doing. Why not learn it professionally? So outside of skating, you can do that. And even within skating, you can still do that. So I've been learning that. And then aside that, um, I'm a barber. So I trim people's hair. I can give you a good cut there. Oh, yeah? Okay, I'll have to come to Ghana and get a haircut. Yeah, I'm a barber on the weekdays. And then I don't know how it's like in the States, though. But then over here, most of the, the job, if you run a salon, most of the job is on weekends, you know. Because within the week, people are going to work and stuff. And then on the weekend, people are home and they have they come have a haircut. Okay. But then the problem with me is on the week, I'm at a shop. So on the week, it's like very slow. And then on the weekend, where there is going to be work, I'm out skating because these are things I'm very passionate about. So it's like, it's always a struggle to go skate. And like over the last few weeks, it's been coming to the point where like I had to choose between, you know, do I go skate or do I go do the job, you know? Because it's like, if I go skate, I spend money to go skate. And then I don't make money back there. But I definitely like feel alive going to skate than mm -hmm. being at a show. I mean, so it's definitely coming to that point for me. But then like, I'm definitely not where I was when I started skating, you know. I'm like one of those very few people who have been very lucky. I, I know how the skating is like in Africa. So I'm like one of those very few people, if not the only one, like maybe very few people that is lucky to be sponsored and getting like free skits and stuff like that. You know, and I, and I have people that trust me and like, you know, if times are hard, I could go to this person and say, yo man, you know, these are hard times for me. I want to do like a trip over the weekend, you know, can you help me with this? And I get helped. So like people see me, I'm skating all the time. But it's always a hassle to go skate, you know. I always have to sacrifice something to go skate. Right. But then, yeah. like, and when I'm out there skating, it doesn't feel like I'm really giving up anything. But then, you know, the weekend will end, and then you will come back to the long week, and then you go like, yo, man, what are you doing, you know? So, yeah. And, like, because I skate consistently, you know, like my friend from Australia, Nick, he taught me everything I know. He taught me how to communicate, social media and stuff like that, which I'm really grateful for. So like, I can speak, I can speak very well, you know, I can speak very well, I don't know, but I get a lot of people complimenting my English and stuff like that because 
there is the notion that people from Africa don't really have good English and all those things, but it's not the case, you know. It's just, you know, you have people from different worlds, so the communication style is different. But my friend from Australia, Nick, he really helped me a lot, you know, he taught me a lot. So it's very easy, I can communicate very well and stuff like that. So it's like fairly easy for me to go around, but then still it's always hard to go skate, you know, because I always have to give up something to be out there. So yeah, and that's how it's been. So back to the haircutting here, in like in America at least, there's not like, yeah, it's pretty much every day of the week you could cut hair, you know, all day. So it's not okay. the same system where people just go on a weekend. Um, but I do like the fact that you're learning photography and the drones. And with your YouTube channel, you're learning a lot of skills where you can, you know, start maybe doing some work for some companies there and make some extra money during the week. Yes. Actually, like, I got a job managing social media for a company. You know, the recreational center where I skate, you know, the recreational center, there's the go-karts, there's the pool and all those things. So, like, I manage their social media for them. And also, I worked at Decathlon, so I did customer service at Decathlon, like, practically. So, I'm just basically able to do the online customer service and then manage their social media very good. And then I get paid at the end of the month. So, like, that is money that is helping me to go around and be able to skate, you know. So, yeah. Cool. That's, it. that's nice. Yeah, if we get some more stuff like that, that'd be awesome. And what's the what are the languages in Ghana? There what are the languages? languages? You know, there is loads of languages in Ghana. So mm -hmm. I'm an elder. Okay, so we are more we are more like on the eastern side of the country, you know. But I was born in the capital. I've been here my whole life. And then so there is the elder language. There is the Chi. There is Gan. There is Hausa. You know. There is Dangbi. There is loads of languages. You know. So, but then the official language is English, you know, because history. So we right. just speak English. And then all the neighboring countries speak French, you know. So you have to have a little French. I have like very basic French, you know. I live next to a French speaking place as well, because I live next to Quebec, which is, they speak French there in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And okay, so you had mentioned sponsorship. What's yeah. what are your who are your sponsors? Who are you sponsored by? Who have you had? My my current sponsors are Microskates, which Ricardo Lino puts me on, obviously, because Ricardo Lino is like I'm not sure, but uh, I think he's product marketing manager for Micro. So basically, the the thing with Ricardo Lino is I was doing skate events, like I said, I do skate events every year. So in 2019, 2020, I was having a hard time doing my 2020 event. So I just like tried to get help to do it as usual. And my event has always been crowdfunded by people. I sell t-shirts. This is the t-shirt for the event I did earlier this year in another city called Tichiman. So you have here Tichiman 2021. So like there's few people in Australia and there's few people in the US that have the shirt and it helped fund the event. So I was like looking for money to do the event. And I wrote a, a long message to a lot of people. And a lot of people didn't get back to me. Even Ricardo Lino didn't get back to me. So like, I wrote those messages in the beginning of 2020. And Ricardo Lino only got back to me getting to the end of 2020. So like, from when I wrote the message to him to when he spoke to me was like 10 months. You know, and he spoke to me at the time I wasn't even looking. So one of one day I just woke up and I had like a chain of messages and it was from Janice, the wife actually. So I got in touch with them and then they put me on their team. 
by then Wheeler at the skate shop had just opened. So he was like, he likes what I do. And his wife is South African. So, you know, if you look within Africa, I'm like one of those skaters that is posting regularly on social media and going strong. So he just picked me to be a team rider for his shop, which was like my first biggest platform. So like big shout out to Ricardo Lino. He put me out there. Like my friend from Australia definitely put me out because he added me to like most of the Australian groups. So I learned the communication style and all that from those groups. And a lot of people knew me. So still more people know me from Australia because those were the first places I was introduced to. But then Ricardo Lino also put me out to a different kind of audience, like put me up on a different level. So I've been riding for his shop actually. And then over the last few months, the shop wasn't really going well and he had to redirect. So being product marketing manager for Micro, he's like, you know, I like what you are doing. So, you know, I'll just have to hook you up with Micro. So it's not like the shop goes away and I'm left up, I'm left behind. So he just put me on Micro. And so I've been sponsored by Micro for like, uh, I would say officially a year, you know, because the first, the first box I got came from Ricardo Lee. So I got like one box from Micro. I have another one that is still like clearing customs and, you know, sending stuff here is hard. That's why it's generally just hard to get support. But then for now, my sponsor is Micro Skates. And then a few weeks ago, I got sponsored by Rocking Frames. Those are my new like mix 190 frames I got sponsored. But then before Micro and before Ricardo Lino, I had this like soft glue sponsor. He was giving me t-shirts. He lives in Barcelona too. His name is Rui. I don't know if you've seen in my videos, but then I had this shirt that has an R here. So if you go on Instagram, his Instagram is rolling under influence. He was sponsoring me with like t-shirts and every now and then he would send me like two t-shirts. I would get like five t-shirts, you know, and that was really, really cool. Actually, I, I still have those t-shirts for like, I don't wear them as much, you know, but then I still have them. And those are like my first sponsorships I got, but definitely like my biggest sponsor currently has been Microscape. Because every year, my first box I got was like big, you know, it was overwhelming. I got like two pairs of skates in there, loads of wheels and stuff, you know, a backpack and all those things. And it's just still very new to me. And I'm still trying to like, you know, learn how the whole system works and all those things. So, yeah, my biggest sponsor has been Micro Skates. And then uh, definitely recently I have Rocking Frames. So he's been, he hooked me up with like frames and wheels. I'm just trying to see how far I can go without. And I actually love them. I actually love them. They are like an improvement to the way I already skate. So it's really been good. It's really been good. What frame stuff do you have from Rockin? I don't have any other frames. I do have endless frames. No, yeah, I mean, I do have size rocker frames do you have? The size rocker frames I have are the new Mix 1900. Okay. So it has two 90mm wheels in the middle and then two 100mm wheels first and last and it's a little bit rocket slightly rocket and like they don't feel so high and they don't feel so low and it's not so long so it's just my type of skating but i have the chance to maneuver very well and do other things and i've so been enjoying them like, like, a wizard, like a wizard skating frame very yes simple. like a wizard skating frames but if you if you go on his website which i agree with it doesn't see like for flat ground mm -hmm. it's just like an urban skating frame but it's definitely an upgrade you know 
And most of the rocket frames, they just took the idea from Wizards, which is equally like it's a thing everybody knows. But right. definitely for like more flatland and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm enjoying them. So you're going to start doing more flatland. Have you been watching any wizard style videos for inspiration? Yes, I have. I've been watching Nicola Torelli a lot. And currently, I've been watching Leon himself. And, you know, I've been just, once in a while, I come across those and then I watch. But my main people to watch is like, I don't miss any posts from Nick. I don't miss any posts from like Bobby Spasov. I know Bobby's more aggressive skater, but I like his style of, you know, to me, he has like some of the best pins in the world and stuff like that. So I, I just watch a lot of people, but like my go-to people, I watch Nick, I watch Bobby, I watch uh, Felipe Zambadino, he's like this Brazilian skater. Yeah, he also does a mix of it and I like those things. Mm -hmm. And obviously I watch Ricardo Lino and just, you know, random stuff, random skating stuff from everywhere. Cool, yeah. But I have a few people, I, a few people I, I watch and I pick inspiration from like, the way they go about things in the industry and how they do things. So, like, if you watch my YouTube channel and you know Ricardo Lino, you just know, like, the way I do my YouTube is influenced by Ricardo Lino, you know. So, I'm definitely doing a lot of those things. I just watch who is sort of doing well and I try to go in that direction because I want this to work, you know. And in my part of the world, I don't really have anyone doing it, anyone I can look up to. So, I'm like, I'm the one leading. So, it's, it's definitely a lot of struggle, but I just don't come out like, you know, it's hard and stuff, but then it's, it's really hard. So, yeah. That's really cool that you're doing that and giving your scene exposure through your YouTube channel and your Instagram. Now, let's talk about your YouTube channel. It's Skate Sam Ghana, and it documents yeah. your skating and some of your friends in around yeah. Now, when did you, like, what made you start it in the beginning? Um, how hard was it to get started? And how's it been going since you, it began? Yeah, so currently I'm actually enjoying doing a lot of YouTube videos because like I'm slowly getting to the point where I don't have to think too much before I do them. And then I don't have to think so much about what I'm going to say. Okay, so like, <clears throat> sorry, if you watch my YouTube, I've had my YouTube since like 2015, but I never really knew what I had to do with YouTube until like mid 2021 thereabouts, where I was like, oh, okay. So this is what people do with YouTube and you can get monetized and you can get like loads of sponsorships and stuff like that. And then also like I sat back one day, I was watching one of the live videos from Ricardo Lino and he mentioned he started his YouTube channel at the age of um, 36, maybe 34, 36, I'm sure it's 36. And so in my mind, I just did like a rough calculation. I went like, if Lino started his YouTube channel at 36 and now he's 42, and what he has achieved with that. And I'm just 24 years old, you know. If I start a YouTube channel now, by when I'm at his age, I would have done a lot. So based on that analogy, I just went like, yo, get in the work. So I started it. And aggressive skating was the best way to start because I was just starting aggressive skating. So that was the only way I could get like content every week going because it's going to be like a progressive thing and people would enjoy watching that. But then, like I said, the aggressive side of things wasn't going really well. So I had to like think of something else. So I started doing like Ricardo Lino type videos where I would get to the park, talk a little bit, which I wasn't so confident with. I'm still not so much confident. But nowadays, like 
I'm comfortable, you know, things come naturally and I'm able to talk to the camera more often. And so I'm really enjoying doing that. And like before that, I would share my YouTube videos like to, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups, so I would share the YouTube videos and they were not really getting any views. They are still not really getting any views. But then the, the views I'm getting now or the way the channel is getting now, it's actually people that want to watch the channel. Because I learned if you share the YouTube video, people will just watch like a few seconds because they know you and they want to help you and they want to get you views. So they watch a few seconds and they just let it go. And to YouTube, that means people are not really enjoying the video. So YouTube doesn't really suggest the content. So nowadays, if I make a video, I just post it and I don't really share it. And like the views are getting like, I'm getting like 100 plus views, 150. And these are like people who genuinely want to watch and they are watching. So to me, it's picking up. And like I had a video I posted like five days ago that has like 1.3K views. And it got me so hyped. So like definitely I'm looking forward to do a lot of videos. This weekend I have a skate strip coming up. So yeah, a lot of videos will be coming up. I've really been enjoying doing them actually. So yeah, it's going well. It's going well so far. I'm enjoying it. And That's like I just, any skater I meet, you know, I just try to feel, it's content basically, even though like I'm showing a lot of people stuff. So any skater I meet, I'm like, let me record something with you. And a lot of the skaters actually want to do it because I have like more exposure than a lot of skaters have here in Ghana. So I just do that and I get content and then they also get shown. So like it's, it's a win-win for us. So I do a lot of those things. So I anyone that wants to do it, you know, they just get to me and then we do them. So. Right. You know, when I first saw your channel, I don't know, it was earlier this year. I really liked it. I liked that, you know, you're from a place that it's not a normal, you know, place for skating. Most people haven't heard of it or know there's a scene there. So seeing skating in Ghana was really exciting and you were having a lot of fun and like all your videos are fun to watch. So if you guys haven't checked out his channel, make sure and check out Skate Sam Ghana. I have a link in the description below. And the channel, watch his videos and support Samuel and his endeavors. Yeah, thanks so much for that. That support is very much appreciated. And like, uh, definitely, you know, there's a lot of things we just can't do here. You know, there's a lot of people skating, but with the social media bit and all those things, like it's a lot of work and people have to learn those. And also, I don't know, like yesterday I was asking you, you had Wi-Fi, like you have Wi-Fi every day, you know, and I don't know how that sounded to you, but there are a lot of things that like people don't really pay attention to in like the US or Europe. But then to us here, it's a very big deal. So a lot of people don't have social media basically because like mobile data is expensive, you know? And like, yeah, it's generally expensive. So being on Instagram is equally like costing me money. You know what I mean? So for the struggles in skating, it's just endless. You know, there's just so many struggles. Because even being on social media, I have to pay for the data, which a lot of people pay for. And I also do know a lot of people just have Wi-Fi in the in first world countries. When I was in South Africa, I used Wi-Fi like everywhere, you know, and it was just very cool. But then people showing skating in Ghana, usually like the, the social media data and data being expensive is a problem. So a lot of people are skating, but a lot of people are not documenting their skating, you know. And for me, I want to like, before I got into skating, I sort of just, when I started from the one, I just knew some way, somehow, that this thing is going to work. Like nobody told me it was going to work or nobody motivated me to do it. 
when I started out, when I skated, and like the first few videos I saw on YouTube and stuff like that, I just got to know like people are doing this professionally and people are making money from doing that. And like I can also get I see it working, so it's working. So when I started, there's been like that drive has always been there. And like it's been working so far, even though it's been like seven years. There's definitely days where I sit down and I'm like, are you really sure this is going to work? Because I send out countless messages to countless people. And like being in Africa is equally a downside because a lot of people just tell me, yes, Sam, I would really like to support what you are doing, but you live in Africa, you know, and the market's not in Africa. So it's just natural. But then currently getting big on social media, that is not becoming a problem anymore. But then the problem now is a lot of people just tell me it's difficult to shift stuff to you, you know. And there are still a few people that do. And so I go like, nah, people telling me I'm on the wrong side of the world shouldn't let me down because there are still a few people that support me. And so I'm like, no, who is going to support you is going to support you. Just keep doing what you're doing. And like it's been working so far. I've had massive support from loads of people. And again, limit, getting limited by the system. I can't have some stuff like I can't have PayPal, you know, and all those things from my country because of um, internet fraud and all those things that are like a major downside for us being in West Africa and all internet fraud cases. So there's a lot of money transactions we can do. I can have a paper. But then I did launch a Patreon like earlier today. I didn't know if you launched it, they had to review it. So I launched the Patreon and it's still under review. Again, if they let me, I'm going to have a Patreon. And so it's going to be on my YouTube. That is if they allow me to have it, if they review it and they let me do it, I'm going to have it on my YouTube. And that's the way I'm going to be getting support. Because like, again, I just try to look at who is doing well and I try to copy what they are doing. Nobody's teaching me these things. Like I basically just go on the internet and try to find out. And what I don't know, I ask people who already know. And like most of the pro skaters, if you talk to them, like a lot of them don't really get back to you. I don't really know why. But then there are few people that do. Also one of the reasons I like Bobby Spasov so much because Bobby will always get back to you on things he knows and stuff like that. And so like, that is definitely helping me. And I try to, I just watch and learn. So I'm going to have a Patreon and if anyone wants to support my skating, support what I do, it's going to be up on my YouTube links. So you can definitely check that out and support me from there. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Let me know if that goes through and I'll make sure and promote it for you as well. Let me know, spread the word. Um, let me see. I got lost here for a second. Uh, oh, okay. As far as Africa, skating in Africa, you know, I've seen on the internet that speed skating is big in certain countries. I'm not sure exactly which ones all, but what's, do you know anything about skating in other countries? I know, you know, Nigeria has a scene, but I know about a few other countries. Currently the biggest skate scene in all of Africa is in Egypt. Okay. That's the biggest skate scene. And I haven't been in Egypt before, but I do have friends from Egypt. I have a few friends. I have one friend, his name is Mohammed. He shows me a lot. And I've seen from their Facebook groups, I've seen the numbers and engagements on posts. And they have like, I know that the biggest skating group on Facebook now is rollerblading, rollerblading. And if I'm not mistaken, we have like 50K members in that group maybe. But if you look at the skate, the skate scene in Egypt on Facebook, 
they have over 500 key members and they have post approval on every post. So definitely everybody in there is skating. And if you look at the engagements and stuff, they have the numbers, they have the people. And then the second biggest I would say is Nigeria. Nigeria has the numbers. And like, I have a friend in Nigeria, his name is Dan. He was up on Jump Street a few weeks ago. He's doing very amazing. Like Lagos is big, the skate scene there is massive. And then there is also a very big skate scene in Angola. Obviously a Portuguese country. I have a few contacts there. I follow their events, I follow their groups. So it's very big there. And then I was in South Africa too. It's very big in South Africa too. And then in Ghana, it's equally very big. And like the skate scene is, it's in a lot of countries, but then, you know, like I explained earlier, the struggle is real, you know, getting skates is hard. Putting yourself out there is hard, you know, and a lot of companies or a lot of brands out there just want to look because it's business again. And if the market is not there, I mean, who cares, you know, so that's the downside. But skating scene is really big here and it is growing and speed skating is definitely big. A lot of countries have like federations and every now and then they are trying to like put speed skating events together and stuff like that. So it's definitely coming up. Ghana has a federation too. It's not so settled, but then there are people there, people are doing the work. I don't always agree with the way they are doing things, but then, you know, they are in the front, so you just have to let them do. If they need advice, you know, and if there's anything I can help with, I do help. Like the recent event, I was helping with the photography and stuff like that, so yeah. Speed skating is very big. Skating is very big, but the way people show it, you know, is, 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 is a problem. And so it's not looking so attractive and stuff like that, but then it's getting really big. And I've been like, I've been lucky I got help earlier. Like I said, again, my friend from Australia, Nick was like, you know, if you want people to pay attention to your videos, you have to like pay attention to the background of your videos. So if you watch my videos, I sort of have like nicer backgrounds than what a lot of people would expect from people skating in Africa and stuff like that. Because I basically look at nice parts of town and I'm like, I spend money, travel there, get those videos just to give people like a very good impression and show people Africa is not like, you know, what people think. If you watch my last video I did, I made a statement like, you know, maybe the media is showing people 19th century Africa. So people don't know what it looks like. So I showed people a few parts of the city and like people really enjoyed it. So I'm definitely going to be doing more of that. And yeah, so to answer your question, skating is very big. It is coming off the ground, but people are showing it the wrong way and it's not looking so attractive. And like, I can't teach everyone what to do with their social media, you know? So when people come to me, I do teach them. The boys I skate with, I do teach them. But then again, it costs money to be on social media, you know? And so it's still very hard. You have to be very motivated to be doing what I do here because like, you know, it's, it's very hard. And like I tell you, like, like I said, when I started, the motivation has always been there, but then there's definitely been hard times. And you know, like the things that motivate me are like, if you, if you, if you message, if I message, let's say, I'm not going to mention any names, but if you message like a big skater, or if you tag a big name in the industry and they like your post or they leave a comment, you know, it's very motivating. I don't know how people say it, but then the first time Ricardo, I spoke with Ricardo Lino on his YouTube live. I made a statement like, it feels like speaking to the president type situation. 
And it really was, you know, it's a very big deal for me and it's very motivating. So like, I don't know if anyone is watching this, if any skater from Africa like tags you in a post or they mention you in a post, even if you don't have the time, you know, just leave them a like. If it's Instagram, you know, leave them a like. And Instagram has all these like flame emojis and heart emojis down there. Just press on them because like to us, it goes a very long way and it's very big motivation, you know. And like, I didn't even know that until when I left comments on people's posts, like fellow people from African countries, I leave a comment on their post and they take a screenshot of my comments and they upload it in their story and they are so excited about it. And I go like, you know, it's the same way I felt about Ricardo Lino leaving comments on my posts, you know, and it's definitely very motivating to us. And a lot of times like skaters from Africa, you know, yes, they do need help, and it can get annoying people asking for free skates and stuff like that. But, you know, just try to talk to them, you know, try to teach them, just to reply to the message. Because, again, to them, it goes a long way. I'm telling you, like, one single reply or you replying somebody's DM, you know, it's very motivating for them. And you might have made the person's whole day. You might have made, like, their whole week and stuff like that. And so, like, I just want to encourage everyone out there. If anyone tags you, you know, yeah, people's conversation style might be bad and all that, but you definitely, you know, just leave a comment, just repost. And like, there's a few people that do that. Nick Lomax does that for me. Danny Aldrich does that for a few people. Like, I know C does that too for a few people. Ricardo Lino does that. You know, a few people do that. And like, to us, it's very motivating, you know. So, like, yeah. Imagine, it's, it's very discouraging sending a message to someone and you know they have read the message because it shows down there and they don't get back to you, you know. It's like, this person actually took their time to write you this message. Even if it doesn't make sense, you know, just tell them you will get back to them. For them to know, this person replied to me. And to them, it's, very, it's a very big deal and it's very motivating. So I'm definitely like, you know, pleading and, you know, trying to get the word out there. You know, most of our skaters, yes, they do need help again, but then it can get very annoying. I know sometimes I get some messages and I'm like, this doesn't make sense. So I definitely know how it feels, especially pro skaters and people with big names in the industry get lots of messages every time. But, you know, once in a while, just reply to them, leave a comment. It goes a long way for us and it goes a long way for everyone else. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> My camera, let me see. The camera's disappeared. Let me see if I can fix it. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you very clear. All right. I'm going to switch cameras to my computer camera because my other camera decided not to work anymore. Oh, why do we have people watching this? <laughs> Let me switch back over. All right. Now I have a... This is my computer camera. It's not quite as nice looking, but... It's getting the job done. So yeah, great words of advice to people out there. You know, everyone started out someplace, and you know they want to contact people and you know get support and definitely respond to them. It's the right thing to do. Um, now, who in Africa? What is there any skaters in Africa that we should be following on social media? Yes, 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 yes. There's a lot of them you should be following. Who do, you, who do you suggest we follow? 
And if you you can tell me down and send me a list later, and I'll add them in the description below so people can follow some skaters from Africa. So like um, the people I see making major changes. So the outside of Ghana, the biggest name I can mention now is Dan from Nigeria. You know, Dan is really looking is really doing a lot because if you follow his videos for 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 some time now, you can really tell the place they skate currently. They have like a few obstacles built there and it's basically looking like a diy park and before like three four months ago those things were not there you know and he's doing a lot and i know julio is giving them some support and it's really amazing so also big shout out to julio he's doing a lot for some skaters in africa so dan is one person you should be following and you should be following the shinobi blade clan on instagram that is being run by dan again and they are doing a lot and there's a lot of skaters from Angola you should be following. I don't know their Instagram handles and stuff like that because, again, I don't speak the Portuguese language. But then I can make a list for you later on, so you add in the description below. And then there's definitely a few skaters I met from South Africa. And, you know, there is Chris, the guy in charge of our whole organization. And I met this guy in South Africa. His name is Wading. Man, there's two people I met on Rollerblades. One is called Wading and one is called Regan. And these guys are like very amazing rollerbladers. He's doing like 360 souls and stuff like that, you know, and he's doing flips. And they call him X Games in South Africa. You know, his name is X Games. And like, he's the one where he pulls up in the park. Everyone is looking like, yo, what is Wayden going to do today? Or what is Regan going to do? But then they are not so big on social media. You know, they are not active. They are not posting regularly and stuff like that. I don't know why. But I'll leave their handles below and then you can follow them. So yeah, those are really good people. And in my country, actually, there is a lot of people, like there's Blader Skates Ghana, that is doing an event this weekend. And then there's Wealth, Wealth Skating Community. And then there's Dynamic Skating Club, there's White Stars, you know. There's a lot, there's a few people. I would make a long list of you. I'll make a long list for you <clears throat> afterwards, and then you can just add them, and then yeah, you check those out. So. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, send me those after we're done, and I will add them to the description below. So anyone watching this video not live can go ahead and go down there and follow some of these skaters from Africa and check out what they've been up to, um, which is yeah. pretty interesting to me because I love seeing skating everywhere in the world. And, and nowadays, a lot of people are trying to do the social media bit, you know. Like, I don't, I don't share. You won't find me reposting a lot of them on my personal Instagram. But I have my Instagram page I use for my events and stuff like that for teaching skating. And I definitely do repost a lot of them. For that, I repost almost everyone skating in Ghana here. I just repost them. But for my personal account, I, you know, like I'm sort of creating some kind of a brand or a reputation. And so I want my content and stuff I share to be a certain way. So people know it's me. You know what I mean? And there's a few people I share every now and then, but basically I really don't share a lot of stuff. I share a lot of stuff from my sponsors and basically what I do and people that support me and all those things, yeah. But on my other account, I do share a lot of stuff from other people and I do follow them. I do engage with their posts and stuff like that. So yeah, it's going well. Awesome. Yeah, it's really great to hear um, all the things you're doing there with your skating and trying to promote it. Um, like I said, I really enjoy your page, your Instagram and your YouTube. 
Now, I want to say to anyone watching this right now, if you have any questions for Sam, um, we're getting near the end of my questions. So if anyone has any more questions, we will go ahead and answer those shortly. I know, you know, speaking of Dan from Nigeria, he was in the live chat earlier. I'm not sure if he's still in there now, um, but he was asking some questions. So we'll go yeah. to the news. Later. I have my laptop on the side here, so I can see a few people. And I want to say a very big shout out to Landa. You know, Landa did the super chat donation for me the other day to get Nick to give us a shout out. You know, like anyone that knows me and anyone that knows my skating, I have one documentary in my YouTube channel where like I said, Nick Lomax is my favorite skater. Like, I don't know for some reason, I just like the guy so much. And listening to him on Jump Street, like coincidentally, we both have similar stories, you know? So it's not like I went to college or anything. I haven't gone to college, you know? So I sort of don't have anything else. I don't know how to do anything else. So it's like, it's either you make this thing work or, you know, so I sort of don't have like any backup plan. And that is like, has been a very big drive for me. And I'm, I'm doing this with everything I can. And everything I'm learning currently, the photography and all that, it's all just basically centered around speaking. Like I said, the things I can do outside of the things I can do. I'm losing your audio. Is that? Hold on. So I have trouble hearing your audio. Go oh. ahead. It's good yeah, now. Yeah, so. Nick, I've always loved Nick Lomax so much. And like he's one person that doesn't take himself too seriously, you know. He's like skating around. And if you watch his YouTube, you watch his Instagram, it's all fun, you know. He's not like so serious, let's get things done, you know. He's like playing around and he's skating big wheels, he's grinding and stuff like that. I really love that. So I definitely copy him a lot. And he's in like a position I would love to be someday. So he's, he's a very big inspiration to me, you know. Yeah. And Landa did that, and Landa knows that. So when Nick was coming up, I reposted it several times, and like he did that for me. He didn't even tell me he was going to do that. So definitely, big shout out to Landa. I really appreciate that. And like he's also come through for me some really tough times. You know, like I said, there is this where you know stuff is hard. You have to take a trip and all those things. And, you know, somebody just comes through for you. Yeah. He's really been a good friend, and you know, I really appreciate. It. He lives in California. California is also one of those places I want to be, you know. So, like, I have a long list of TV. I actually met him um, at Blading Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that. He said that. That was really cool. And he needs a haircut, too, so. (laughs) (laughs) You could give him a haircut. (laughs) Yeah, he told me he cuts his hair himself. And to me, like, that's just strange, you know. How can you cut your hair yourself? But then, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I cut my beard myself. Well, I mean, it's just normal to do a beard because you can just see it, you know. But <laughs> more together. So, what are your like? What are your dreams and your future goals, both within skating and outside of skating? So, so within skating, which is pretty much what my life revolves around right now. So within skating, I would like to go pro, you know, like where I come from, where I live in Ghana or in Africa, a lot of people think I'm pro and like, yeah, I'm sponsored and all that, but I want to be like pro skater, pro skater, you know, make some money from doing this thing. And a lot of people, like I said, I try to talk to a lot of people, try to find out 
you know, what is going on, what I can do, how to go about things in the industry, because I just got sponsored, you know, what skate contracts look like, what to expect and stuff like that. So I definitely want to go pro, you know, make money from doing this, just travel around the world, meet cool people. I mean, looking at my life, I wouldn't want to be here in the long run anyway. I don't think I'm going to be here anyway. And going to, being able to travel to South Africa was actually like a dream come true for me because many times I've told many people on several occasions that um, I wouldn't want to live where I live currently. And if I was going to live anywhere in Africa, I was going to move to South Africa, you know. And so all of a sudden I just go, got to go there. You know what I mean? So it's actually been a dream come true. And I feel I'm on the road, I'm on the right path. I know I'm on the right path. And so, yeah, my goals in skating, I want to go pro. I want to like travel around the world, meet cool people, skate all those dream places I want to skate, you know? And yeah. And basically like help a lot of people teach skating and stuff like that. Because like where I live, skating has changed my life, you know? Because where I live, people tend to, there isn't much for the youth to do here, you know? Like in the US, there is a skate park on like every available corner, you know? You can go around the whole city in Accra. If anyone from Ghana is watching this, they'll know what I'm talking about. And there is no playground anywhere. You know what I mean? Like the city is built and all that. And in the country, the famous, like the major sports here is football, you know? And even that has its own up and downs. So like skating has definitely helped me a lot. It's helped me like seeing things from the global perspective and seeing things from world perspectives, you know? I've had friends in different places who show me around. So like, I know what it's like in Barcelona. I know what it's like in London. I know what it's like in California, you know, because I have people showing me around. I'm on video call with people and they show me stuff. So skating has really helped me a lot. So I, I want to go around the world in my country to teach a lot of people skating, help people think differently, you know, help people see things differently. And you know, like the boys I skate with, there's a few people I started skating with when I started where the numbers were big and then COVID hit. And before we used to skate in a school, okay? So the school was locked and we didn't have any place to skate. So a lot of people drew back. And the few of us that still found places to skate and are still skating, if you look at our lives now and you look at those who stop, you know, like people are doing drugs and stuff like that. And skating helped me not do those things. So I definitely want to use skating to teach people to do the right thing in their lives, you know? Because where I live is like, it's hard going up here. I live in Ashima. I don't know where I would compare it. But then I've definitely heard a lot of people say like, um, which part of New York, which part of New York City? People be like, they grew up in the projects and stuff like that. But then again, like, that's the projects. You, you, you grew up in the projects. It's a first world nation, you know? And if that is bad, imagine you living in a bad place in a third world nation, you know, stuff. You know how you know what I mean. I don't know if you understand. But then, for someone living in a in a first world nation, for someone living in the U.S. to say they grew up in the projects and stuff is hard, and people are doing drugs and stuff like that, and for me living in a third world nation in like a bad part of the third world nation, you know, you can imagine how bad that is. So skating has definitely helped my life, you know. So I want to use skating again to change other people's life, you know help people make the right decision and all those things. And it's also one of the reasons I'm involved with Christian skaters again, because they are doing just what I plan to do with my life, you know. 
So I'm heavily involved in the organization. It's again, it's a it's a religion-based organization, but it's just, you know, we are just reaching out to people, helping people, change their life, changing people, you know, and stuff like that, you know, sponsoring people here and there and all those things. I mean, my trip was paid for, you know, and I learned stuff on the trip. So I basically have to just come home and teach other people. So it's what I want to do. And then outside of skating, again, I'm learning photography and drone piloting and all that. And nowadays I end up looking into filming and I see a lot of people like a lot of big tea, big entertainment industries and stuff like that. People are filming like Hollywood stuff on skates. And so definitely those are things I would want to do if I won't be skating professionally, you know, so like be like a good filmer, you know, film projects for companies and stuff like that. And I've, I'm, I've started learning that, you know, I met someone who bought me a drone, you know, so definitely, like I said, again, I feel I'm on the right path because the stuff I want to do with my life just come naturally to me. And I've had a lot of people supporting me lately. So that is going really well. So yeah, those are my goals for now. It's really nice to hear that you've gotten so much support from people all around the world, which is really nice. Uh, have you, as, earlier in the show, at the beginning, your little brother showed up. Have you got, yeah. like, your brothers are on skates or any family members? I haven't gotten him on skates. He's still, like, very young, and he's so energetic, you know. And so I want him to get to a point where he's, like, calmed down a bit. Because he actually loves it. He loves it. I have a skateboard, too. For those that don't know, I, I skateboard as well, you know. And I hang out with the skateboarders every now and then. For me, like, you know, it gets to a point where rollerblading becomes like work. You know, the pro skaters know what I'm talking about, where you are, like, out of clips. And I don't have any pressure for my sponsors or stuff like that. But I treat it like work. Even though I'm not professionally there, I'm not getting money for it. But it does get to points where, like, Maybe it's rained for several weekends and I don't have clips. And when you go back to skating, it feels like work and it takes the fun out of it. And during those times, I skateboard because, you know, I, I don't have any expectations that side. So I just skateboard for fun. And I know a few tricks. I hang out with the skateboarders and they know me. And when I was in South Africa, I was with a lot of skateboarders and stuff. So yeah. to answer my question, my brother is eventually going to skate. He loves it. He loves it. When I'm fixing my skates, he's there. He's always playing around with my skates. He's asking for it. He's been asking for it since he could talk. And so I know he, he wants it because I'm doing it and he loves what I'm doing. And even currently with photography, I had like a very small camera and he took it like a few days ago. And a guy at his age, he's taking like very amazing pictures, you know. I can send some of those for you behind the back so you see. And so like definitely he's going to skip. He loves it. But then I want him to calm down because Currently, he's very energetic. He's been at the door several times, you know, trying to see what I'm doing. <laughs> so, yeah, when he comes down a bit, he's going to skate. And the rest Absolutely. of your family, how did they react to your skating? Is that? And the rest of your family, how did, how did they take to your skating? Yeah, so um, when I started skating earlier, because I, like I said, I didn't go to college. And basically, I didn't because, like, just growing up, I looked at the system, or it came to a point where like, I started looking at things from a global perspective, you know? So that was just before I completed high school. 
I was looking at stuff, just basically world knowledge or global stuff. And I ended up not being a big fan, or I'm, I'm still not a big fan of like things the government does and stuff like that, you know? Like if you look where I live or where I come from, you know, you look at stuff like government schools, government hospitals, government properties and stuff like that. It's not really in the best place. So I just didn't want to go to college, you know, because of the way the system is. I chose to not go because I found out early the stuff I wanted to do with my life and I just stayed on my path. So when I started skating, it was definitely hard. My parents don't really understand. My family don't really understand. They don't really like uh, pay attention to my skating so much. But over the last two years, it's come to the point where like, I sort of tried to explain stuff to my mom and she's, she's getting there. She's understanding it bit by bit. Like um, earlier this morning, she came to me. She was, she was like, um, you know, you are staying up very late and you are not sleeping. What are you doing every night? So I basically had to explain to her, like, you know, I'm learning this and that. I'm working social media, so I have to be up and all those things. And like, so it's getting there. She's really getting to the place where she's understanding it. And especially like after last year, when I came back from South Africa, things have really changed, you know. They kind of just believe, you know, he's not a kid anymore. So let's just trust him, you know, and then give him directions when we feel he's going off limits and stuff like that. So it's coming to the point where I'm getting the support. And like, I also have my barbering shop because my family helped me set that up because they basically didn't understand what I was doing with skating, like I said. And so like the barbering shop or that kind of business is something they, they understand. They've seen a lot of people do that. They've seen that work. So they are like sure of that, but it's not something I'm so passionate about. So I'm just doing that to sort of like hang around until like I hit a major break, you know, and I can just employ someone and then I'll just leave, go chase my dream, you know, basically. So my family is getting to the point where they're understanding my skating. And yeah, it's, it's been going well. It's been good so far. Yeah. That's great. That's great to hear. And, you know, the more things you do, like getting beyond the podcast and stuff, you know, I'm just really proud of you and your achievements within skating. Yeah, yeah. And they are, they, are seeing, uh, they, are, they are seeing that actually, because like over the past few months, I've had a lot of stuff. Like I just get stuff coming in somehow. And anytime I go to pick up a package, my mom is like, who sent you this? And I'm like, it came from overseas, you know. And like I said, you know, the way people take stuff, such stuff in Africa here or where I come from, it, it's a big deal, you know, for people like us. So that's really helping. And it, they are becoming more understanding to what I do. And like, she was really concerned. She's really concerned about the injuries and all those things. And she's really concerned about their longevity, you know, how long I can keep doing this. Because like, I'm not so young anymore. Like, I'm still young though, like 25 years, I'm still very young. But then, you know, next five years, you will be 30. And if you don't have stuff figured out by then, you know, you are going to struggle. So like, those are the stuff my mom is concerned about. So I'm definitely like learning other stuff outside of skating, like I said, and it's really been going well now. So yeah, we have that understanding. <laughs> cool. So for the scene in Ghana to grow, what needs yeah. to happen? What would bring companies in? Um, is there anything that can grow the scene there currently? Yeah. Um, I think um, a few a few months ago, I. I came up with this idea. So basically, I tried to do like skate events to keep the scene alive, okay? And it's been working so far. 
a lot of people are still doing events. We are going to one this weekend. And that is keeping the scene alive. But for companies to come in, I think something has to happen like globally because from, from a global perspective, I just have a fair idea, okay? So from a global perspective, like Africa is sort of cut off from a lot of things, you know? So when people say the word, basically, they just look at America and Europe, you know what I mean? And so Africa is sort of in that place where we are not getting a lot of attention and a lot of stuff can't go on around here. A lot of stuff isn't going on around here. So a few months ago, I came up with this idea because I watched the Brazilian skate scene and they have like their own skate brands they produce out there in Brazil, you know. And again, like I said, Felipe Zambadino is one of my favorites. And I've seen him on top of that. There's been like some big inline skating brands that are just produced in Brazil. So I'm thinking if there was a way, which is something I'm going to do if I get to a point where I have the, I have the financial strength to do that, I'm going to do that, you know where there's going to be like a skate brand or a real brand that is like centered around just Africa only, you know, because again, Africa is cut off and it costs a lot of money to even send stuff down here, you know, like I currently have a package in customs and I have to pay like $80 to clear it, you know, and that is a lot of money I don't have. So it's still sitting there. Me and the team manager is still talking over it, you know, and it's just there. So if we had like a skate brand that is, centered around Africa alone, you know, it's really going to help push the skates in because we are going to be producing what we can buy, you know, and it's going to start from there because a lot of skates that come from outside are expensive, you know, like I don't know how people would take this, but I don't make like $100 a month, you know what I mean? So it's very hard for, and I'm not even like in a bad place or in a worse place. I'm somewhere, you know, in the middle. So let's say I'm in the lower part of the middle class type situation here. <laughs> but, you know, it's very hard to buy skates, you know. And I always tell people in all honesty, if I had like, if somebody gave me 300 USD right now, I wouldn't buy skates, you know, because there's a lot of stuff to take care of than buying skates. And that's why I work so hard. Because I can buy them, I have to work my ass off and get them for free to do what I can do. So like, if we had a skate ground centered around Africa, and then the price, the price point is around like what our people can afford. You know, it will definitely kick it off the ground because we will be producing something our people can afford. And if they can afford it, and it's even of a less quality, they know we are producing it and they can afford it. And if as time goes by, we are able to raise the price and like produce something of a higher quality, our people will still be able to afford because they started from down there, you know. So like for someone to get into skating in Africa, if you want to get power slide, which costs like maybe 200 plus or 300 plus, and if you do the conventions currently in our currency is like one to 10, you know, and that is a lot of money. And if you come from a, a place like I come from, you know, buying skates is the last thing you will think of. And even buying used skates are expensive, you know, because a lot of people are not really making a lot of cash the way the system is here. So what is going to help is someday in the near future, we having like a skate brand centered around Africa alone, you know, just like what Brazil is doing because the Brazilians are doing it and they've done it and it's successful and they are brands they only sell out there in Brazil. So I definitely think we can do that here in Africa. But until then, we are just going to be doing like the skate events and stuff like that 
just to keep the scene alive, you know. Like, I get loads of free skates and free stuff. Last, a few weeks ago, someone sent me a box of donations. And you basically just share them. And, like, I paid customs for them. So there's a few of them I had to, like, sell to make my money back. And then basically just sell the rest. So we are just doing events. We have, like, kids skating club and all those things. There's, like, a kids skates club with, like, 30 kids every Saturday. So it's definitely going, but it's still fairly hard to get skates. So we are just doing loads of skate events to keep the scene alive, keep everyone motivated, teaching a lot of people and stuff like that, you know. So, yeah. And then in the near future, like I said, you know, if things work out for me, I'm definitely going to, like, make a skate brand centered around Africa only, you know. Yeah. And that will really help the skate scene. Because I know it was the same situation in Brazil. People say it's expensive to ship to Brazil. So those people, like, got together and they did something there, and they produced their own skates, you know. So it's definitely something that will work out. Um, sorry if I'm looking a little bit dark. My light up there is going down, so. Oh, no problem. Yeah. I know that there's some brands out of Africa that do speed skating. Right? They make wheels and boots for speed skating. I'm not sure what country yeah. it was like. True or something. I'm not sure. I can't remember the name of the brand, but. I do know that there's a brand like that doing speed skating. Maybe that's someone you could talk to. I can try to send you their information. Um, yes, yes. And I'm definitely like, I'm still trying to make connections and all that, you know. Like, I know it's fairly easier to produce wheels, but I don't know how much goes into it. And like I said, I'm not making that kind of money yet, you know. So, like, mm. I just want to really work, get to a point where, like, I'm making some money from skating to put back. Because if I started making wheels that our people, again, even if they are not so good wheels, but our people can afford, you know, it's a good start. And like, you'll be surprised people quit skating here or people are not able to skate here because they don't have wheels, you know. Now, you, you mentioned earlier that you skateboard a little bit. What is the skateboard scene like there? Is there skateboard shops? Are there any skate like brands out of Ghana? There isn't like any skateboard shop or any skateboard brands. Again, it's like people coming together and pushing it and making it work. And the skateboarders actually have like a skate park built. They have a skate park built. And that is the first proper skate park built in all of West Africa. And they built it here. But then it's strictly for the skateboarders. And like we all know skateboarding is more a mainstream sport than rollerblading is. So the skateboarders generally have better connections and they have like better support than we do. And so they manage to like get some collaborations and sponsorships and they build a pack. So it's not like, it's not so big. There isn't hundred skateboarders in all of Ghana. I can tell you that, you know, because I go to their events because I'm equally a skateboarder, I hang out with them. They are not up to hundred. Rollerbladers are more than that. But like, I, again, skateboarders are, more mainstream and they have better connections and stuff like that and they got it built and because they built it it's strictly for them you know i skate there every now and then but even me who rollerblade i can rollerblade there and it's just understandable but then the park where i'm at you know everyone can come there it's for skateboarders it's for rollerbladers and it's it's a recreational center so i pitched the idea to the management that yo we can do this and that and then the management says, if it's going to make their money, they are going to do more. So I got the money from the management and we built those first sorts of ramps we have there. 
we built the mini ramp. I, I slept there two weeks and I built these mini ramps and those things myself. You know, I basically just looked on the internet. I had help from a few people, the material and stuff like that. But I did most of the work we built that. So we had that going. So yeah. I'm honestly shocked that the skate that for how small the skateboarding scene is that they have a skateboard only park. That's like sounds sounds like something they would do here in the United States. So, yeah, that's how, that, that's how, even though it's, it's actually like, it's actually very small, but you know, it's not like they are against us type situation, you know, they are not against us. But then the thing is, it's still very, I, I see it like, because it's still a new pack. And so they are just trying to like safeguard or defend it. And in the long run, it's going to open up, you know what I mean? So for now, it's a skateboarding pack, so. I'm losing your audio a little bit. Uh, I got a couple more questions for you. Let's make sure, see if everything works fine with audio. But as far as you know, riding from micro skates, I know, you know we mentioned that there's not a lot of money for people to buy skates. Is there anyone skating micro skates in Ghana? Has anybody bought micro skates? The only person skating micro, aside me at the moment, is my boy AJ. You know, when I say my boy, it sounds so very young. Like, I just say my boy because, like, I'm fairly older than him, you know. But then he's, like, his friend. I'm mentoring him. I'm trying to teach him stuff, you know. Because, again, like, I'm the one of the big names here. And he's filming me, you know. So, like, it's just side by side. He's helping me. And he's never had, like, good skates since. So, like, when I got my skates and I got new pairs of skates, I'm like, you know, you can just have my old ones because, you know, you are basically helping me. And it's very motivating to him. So he's the only one that has it at the moment. But I definitely like, now that I'm, I'm getting access to like wheels and stuff like that, my wheels don't really go like dead, dead, you know. So I skate them to a point and then I give them to who needs them or I sell them, you know, at a small price to again who needs them so I can keep a little bit of money for myself. And then, yeah. So basically, I just try to hook up like donations and stuff like that. And depending on how much money I pay to customs to get the box, I try to sell some of the stuff to make my money back. And then I just give them And so I'm going to ask you one more question before we get to questions from the viewers. So if you're watching this and you haven't posted questions yet, post some in the chat and we will ask them. Now, my question for you is, what do you love so much about skating that's kept you in it, kept you, you know, creating content, you know, wanting it to be your life? What is it that you love so much about skating? You know, um, the, the, the feeling I can't describe, but then, you know, naturally people want to feel important, you know, and like skating is one of those things that makes me feel very important, you know, like doing what I do, being able to skate, one, it's, it's something that is not so new here. So you are like the center of attention, you know, and just the feeling from doing it, you know, everyone's walking, you are skating, like you sort of stand out, you know. So I, I learn stuff like, oh, I, I watch motivational quotes or I read stuff like if you enter a room and everyone is seated, you stand, you know, or if you enter a room and everyone is standing, you stand out. So like wanting to be different or wanting a different life coming from where I come from. I have to be doing something different, you know. 
And like I'm doing a different thing from what everyone is doing around here. So definitely I love the feeling like you can be so down the whole week and you go for like a 30 minute skate on the weekend and it's very fulfilling. So it's not like I intentionally am just smiling in my videos and stuff like that. It's actually like very amazing. It feels very good doing that, you know. So I, I just love it. I, I just love this thing. And I'm trying to make it work. I, I really can't say anything else other than that. That's you know, perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious. And you get to meet like so many cool people. You know, like skating has opened my eyes to a lot of things, you know. Like I said, so for instance, okay, you have people asking in Facebook groups like, I want to get a pair of skates. Where can I get it? And because of skating, I can ask that person, where do you live? Maybe they say they live in New York City. And I can say there is this skate shop here, you know. And people actually think I've traveled and all that. But then I sat here in my house and I learned all these things because I skate, you know. And I've met so many cool people around the world that show me really cool stuff. So, like, I have a wide knowledge and a wide understanding of things. I mean, you know, it's one of the things I love about skating so much. And that's why. I'm losing your audio again. Oh, man. Well, I really don't know what's happening with the audio, though. Yeah, okay, it sounds good now. It's probably just a connection. Yeah, one thing yeah. is, you know, if you able to, like, visit some of the places you want to visit. Yeah. Because the community is so beautiful that, you know, you, always, you can always find a place to stay with people. So it can make traveling cheaper. Because when yes. you want to go anywhere, you can always find a place to stay, which is, you know, something... Yeah which hopefully you could experience that maybe in Barcelona or. And I've had loads of people tell me that you won't believe it. I've had loads of people tell me that like Sam, if you ever come by this place, you can live in my place, you know? And I went to South Africa and I didn't pay for anything. I didn't pay to move around. I didn't pay for food. I didn't pay for place to sleep, you know? And like, you know, that is one thing that is so cool about skating. And even within Ghana, all the skate places I've traveled to, I never paid for anything, you know? Every city I travel to, you get to stay with someone and they basically just sort you out. You know what I mean? And like, that is really cool. That is really cool. I was telling someone the other day, if I had the means, I would just like pay for a ticket and just travel because I can just write on my Facebook that, yo, I'm in this place. And if there's anyone skating around here, I need a place to stay. And I'm guaranteed I will get a place to stay because I've seen a lot of people do that and I've seen it work. And like, it's one of those things I love about skating so much. You meet someone, they skate, you skate, and all of a sudden, you people just bond, you know. Your language doesn't matter, where you come from doesn't matter, what you believe doesn't matter, skin color doesn't matter, and all those things, you know. So, like, skating is really cool. I, I really love it. I love all those things, you know. Yeah, it's, a, it's beautiful. It's just a big family, and the connection you have lasts the entire, your know, entire life. You know, all my friends I started skating with, most of them still skate or they still love skating, even if they don't. And yeah, the traveling thing is something I, you know, that I took advantage of for years. You know, everywhere I went, got to stay with people. What's what? I, the problem I had is that when I lived in San Diego, which was a big skating hub back then, everyone wanted to San Diego, so I had a lot of people stay at my house <laughs> there. So um, now I'm gonna get into questions in the live chat uh let's go through what we have here 
We've got not a question, but a statement from Enoch Kane Jr. Much love, bruh. Kane is one of those guys I met on another skate trip, actually. Like, he's also into professional filming and stuff. They helped me with this event again. That was last year. So I lived in their place. He and his friend, Abraham. I lived in their place. They are in the city that is like eight hours away from Accra. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. I like that graphic. Who, who made that t-shirt? They hosted me. They they paid for my food and everything. And like we are still a very great family, you know. Oh wow, that's really cool. Yeah. And and who did the graphic for your t-shirt? I mean, I basically do all these things myself. Okay. I do all these things. Myself. Yeah, I like that shirt. That shirt's cool. Yeah, this this is skate of the nation. But I got the idea from this other event I saw done in the U.S. I don't know which part of the U.S. is done. But there's an event called Skate of the Union. Oh yeah, that's in in, uh, in Washington D.C. In Washington D.C. and it has a similar logo to this one. Okay, cool. So I didn't have any ideas. I just looked at it. So I just replaced the the arc here, put the Ghana arc in there, and then I replaced the Union to Nation, which worked so well. And then all these graphics I did myself. You know. So all the designing and stuff is things I'm already doing, but I just do them for my skating. So I'm just like trying to learn them on a professional level. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's a great skill to have. I mean, you can do so much with the design, the drone work, like you said. Like, yeah, open up a lot of doors for you. Um, now we got Launder. Yeah, Yo, shout out, bro. You know, I really appreciate all the support, man. <laughs> and then McAbraham, Yibola, Sam to the world. Guy I'm talking about. This is the Abraham guy I'm talking about. Okay. I stayed on several locations he helped me do my event and we actually have another event coming up at the end of the year i have to travel to start planning that so yeah awesome. anyone has any support it's welcome for now you can just send me a dm or reach out to me on youtube and stuff like that because like again for my part of the world i can't create like a gofundme and all those things the system doesn't allow it so i would have to have like someone create it for me and all that you know so yeah, if I kickstart my event, I will let you know. So you help me with that. Okay. You know? Yeah, I can help. Um, for your events, do you have skaters come from outside of Ghana? I don't have skaters coming from outside of Ghana yet, but I do have skaters coming from all the other regions. And I actually pay for them. I pay transportation and I pay accommodation for them. Oh, wow. Again, it's crowdfunded. So, like, you have this person from here. You some have $20. You some have $50. You some have 10 you know, and you do the conversions and you get like a chunk of money and you do all that. So nobody that comes to my event pays for it. I pay the accommodation. I pay the transport. I pay the food for everyone for the day. I do the photography for the event and all that. So, yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Do you have any um, videos from the event you did before on your YouTube? I have a few videos from those events, but I mostly have pictures, you know. Okay. So if you go on Facebook, you can search bs ruler sports academy and if you go in the photos you will find like skate of the nation 2019 skate of the nation 2020 skate of right. the nation 2021 make sure you send me that too uh along with those instagram links and i'll go ahead and post that too in the description so people and then we've got jason smith yes champ yeah, man, really appreciate that. <laughs> and that's Shinobi Blade Clan, yo, yo, Ghanaian yeah, champ. So you guys can subscribe to their YouTube channel. That is done from Nigeria. 
Yeah. yeah. And, really and cool guy too. Yeah, so Shinobi Blade Clan, yeah. And then Majestic Moose. What's Sam's favorite trick and also the hardest trick to learn? Now, I know you're not doing aggressive, but there's tricks that you do are tricks. So what's your favorite trick to do? And what was the hardest trick for you to learn? My favorite trick to do currently is a 540. Okay. You know, that Nick Lomax style 540 where he crosses his feet. Uh-huh. I love that so much. And uh -huh. I learned that just recently. So I really enjoy doing that a lot. I've seen you and do that the, video. Yeah, I he let me do that video. Man, I was buzzing for weeks. I took screenshots of it and uploaded them everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the the hardest trick to learn is a backflip 180, you know. And it's very hard to learn because I don't have the facilities, you know. But it's one of those tricks where it's just natural for me to be upside down. So if I had like bigger rams, they would just be easy. I've done it once and I've landed it once, but I don't have like a clear footage of it. It's somewhere in my Instagram, yeah. But it's something I want to get like off here. And I'm also learning like this other type of a flip, you know, because again, I want to go on extreme shows and stuff like that. So I'm learning those things. And the flips just come to me naturally. So if right. I had like equipment and better packs and stuff, I would just learn it. Yeah. The only flips I ever did was the backflip 180 and it's hard to learn because here you have like if it's a flip you have like maybe maximum three goals at it you know because it's you and the concrete if you do one and it doesn't work depending on how hard you fall you have the energy to go again but most of the time you have like three tries to go and then your body just you know you don't want to fall the fourth time again you know what i mean yeah yeah no for sure um, I've never done it on concrete, only only into the water where it's nice and safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Majestic Moose, I believe he's from Vermont, which is where I live. I recently met him online. Uh, and then Jason Smith, who just said yes, champ, he's from South Africa. Representing South Africa. Yeah. Says happy to meet Chris. Yes. So Chris is the guy in charge of our whole organization here. And there is lots of stuff in the work, you know. It's really interesting being part of such a family like that, you know. It's actually a family and not just an organization, you know. Because people are helping people, people are connecting people and stuff like that. And it's Christian-based. Again, like I said, I'm a strong believer in God. I'm a strong believer in Jesus Christ. And, you know, I believe there's a plan for my life and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's definitely good meeting people from the same beliefs. But then again, like, skating as actually taught me to just like I accept people for who they are and stuff like that you know and not just say oh this person is not a believer you know don't associate with this person and all those things so yeah I love that about skating and it's really helped me a lot you know it's funny the only person I ever met from Ghana was actually a priest and I met him okay. on a train in Europe on the way to Rome he was, okay. a, he was a cool guy and this was a long time ago this was uh in like 1999 so it's a long time ago but you know and, and pe people take that so seriously here you know like people take that so seriously here but definitely being a christian and skating you know it's actually also very helped me because currently i'm meeting like people who share the same faith i do and again i've equally met like so many amazing people all around the world that don't share the same faith i do but it's not like you know 
you are judging them and stuff like that. You know, you all basically skate and they accept you for who you are. So you just love them for who they are, you know, and you just try to teach them, you know, this is what is right. That is what is right. And they teach you what they know and what they understand from the app. And you just get along. Yeah. And so definitely a yeah, big shout out to Chris. Um, I know Sunet is also in there. I saw her name come up. I have my laptop here so I can see those names. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, big shout out to all of them. And this is the hat. You know, I brought this from South Africa. He has CSA, Skaters Africa. <laughs> and uh, let me see. Shinobi Blade Clan, the Blade Community rules, the love is unreal. And that is a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. And Mick Abraham, my favorite skater. That's you. Man, if you pay attention to these boys from Ghana, you are going to read their comments because they are going to leave loads, man. <laughs> and you people, this is your the language. This is your yes, yes, yes. Our people. <laughs> okay. Cool. And then Shinobi Blade Plant asks, I guess this has to do with micro. Do they pay you with products or cash? So um yeah, to answer that question. I'm not going to, okay, so I don't know for sure, okay, I really don't know for sure if the products they give you is a form of payment, because I'm still very new to this thing, like I said, and I'm trying to just learn how the whole system works, but then I do get loads of products, you know, it was frustrating like a few months ago because I had to sort of like, chase the products, you know, and it was getting very frustrating. And that was basically because like, there was something happening behind the scenes, like the team manager was changed and like rules were being allocated to people. So it wasn't like Ricardo Lino on top of everything. You know what I mean? So it's currently like a team manager. And so like when that got sorted out, it wasn't long for my, pro for my package to get approved. And like, if you look at what is in, in there, it's a lot. And again, I can't say that is payment, you know what I mean? Because um, someone explained to me the other day, I got from the Sam Croft podcast and then he was explaining that basically from a company's perspective, cash comes from profits and products just cost, uh, cost price, you know? So to the company, it doesn't cost so much to give you products, okay? And then I heard from one other guy who also explained to me, sometimes the products the companies give you is a form of payment because again, cash comes from profits, you know? So I'm not quite settled in there. I don't really have a clear understanding of how it goes. Well, my so, opinion is, um, you know, product is one thing. You give someone to promote your brand, but if you want them to do more, stuff you know or if they're doing if they're promoting it well then they should get some sort of payment yes which i believe i'm doing my job you know i'm doing my job as far as promoting the brand is concerned i'm doing a very good job like i basically look at other team riders or other ambassadors i look at the the how many content they put out and stuff like that in comparison to what i do and just try to evaluate and i'm doing a lot more than most of them so well, it's definitely going to come to a point where i'm going to like push to be paid cash and stuff like that. I still think um, a little bit new. Maybe it's just me thinking here. And it's just like barely two years, you know. And so I'm still thinking, you know, let's give it one more year to have a better understanding of things. I mean, um, I would certainly ask them for something, you know, if you're, you know, you're doing a lot of work on social media and promoting your brand well and 
Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and even if they give you a little bit, it's still, you know, a lot to help you out. Yeah. 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 I, I would definitely do that. I would definitely do that. But I want to like try and make like maybe one or two promo videos. You know, I have a box at custom, so I'm waiting for that to arrive. Do like maybe one or two promo videos, see how that is received. And then, you know, I can chip in the cash bit. If anyone's watching this, you know, I've said that to Ricardo Lino like a few times and, you know, I believe it's going to work out. I'm just waiting to see how everything unfolds, you know. So yeah, to answer your question, I, I, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to be getting. I'm honestly not sure, you know. I'm just trying to understand how stuff works. But so, I do get a decent amount of products to do what I want to do. So, yeah. Definitely, um, if anybody watching this wants to reach out to Sam with words of advice, who've been in the same spots, follow him on Instagram. Yeah. I have his Instagram link on the screen right here. Yeah. At Sam underscore GH. Yeah. And that's probably the best way to get a hold of you, right? Through Instagram. Yeah, through my Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Now let's see. Let's move on to the next question. Uh, have you used the Roadhouse wheels yet? It's from Launder. No, I haven't used any Roadhouse wheels yet. Currently, the only wheels I have access to is the wheels coming from Micro and then the rocking wheels I got recently. And those are really holding up well, considering I've been skating them on the streets a lot more than in the park. So, yeah. And how did you get on rocking? Oh, man. I tell everyone, and I just ask nicely, basically, you know. So it, it comes to a point where, you know, I have 16K following. That's a good number to, to, to market for any brand, you know. So I basically just wrote, like, I drafted a good message. And then I sent to a few right, of Hold, on, hold on one second. You're cutting out again. Try one more time. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you good now. Rocking frames, I just asked nicely, and he's the only one that got to me. So I actually sent like I drafted the message, like I said, because I have like 16k following, and that is enough to market for any brand, you know. So I basically just asked. I asked a few brands, and he was the only one that got back to me. And he sent me like loads of stuff. He sent me like a very big box of other stuff, just stuff he has lying around. And I, I give that out to a few people. I sent all the views to the kids skate club and stuff like that. Cool. So yeah. a lot of people didn't get back to me, but he did. And again, like, I really appreciate people doing this kind of things because I, again, I know it's expensive. I know the market is not in the direction. And it's sort of, it's very disheartening for people to keep telling me I'm in the wrong location. But then I have access to social media. And I believe if anyone really wants to help me, and you do get me products, I'll sure do a good job for you. Because like I was telling Landa the other day, it's just not fair for a brand to like pay money and send you products. And then you take the products and you don't advertise them, you know. And it's not like I'm just advertising them. I'm actually loving it because I told him he should send them to me. I will get on them. If I like them, I will put them out there for him. And I'm really enjoying them. And he did that, you know. And like like I said, he, he really communicates well to and he makes things clear. You send him a message, he's very quick to reply and stuff like that. So it's really been going well so far. And big shout out to him. I know he lives in Germany, this part of Germany. I really don't know. Uh, yeah, so that's about it. 
Awesome. Yeah, Rocket Frames is a new-ish frame brand that makes urban and wizard-inspired frames. So you can check yeah. those. And and for him and for him to send me and for him to send me that, you know, to me it's a very big deal. You know, it's a very big deal because like you reach out to a lot of people and they just don't get back to you. You know, so if one person gets out to you, like if they took their time to get back to you, regardless of the odds and regardless of how much they are going to pay and stuff like that, you know. It's just fair. You 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 do the job for them. Mm. So, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's really cool though. It's really cool that you're able to get some frames like that and skate around. And I love it. You know, the frames are amazing. I you know, I'm so hyped on them. Next question from Launder. Do you think Nick Lomas is watching right now and might send you a pair of his pro skates? Those, those that is that would be like a dream come true, man. You know, I know you are in contact with him. You can just get him to sign me like a T-shirt. You know, you know what I mean? I tell you, I really can't explain how much I like what this guy does, you know. He's one of the first people I just, and he's one of the, if not like the reasons, one of the reasons why I love past life so much, you know. Like Nick is just amazing. I've watched almost all his out and about on his YouTube channel. And like he's not carrying himself so seriously. He's basically just having fun and going around and doing his job. And I love that. I really admire that. And that is the reason why I got the USDA on actually, you know. Because when my friend wanted to buy me skates, she asked, What do you want? And Lomax was taking A on. So I was like, You, I want these, you know. So I got him to send me a pro skate. I know he has like a pro 110 out. Man. Try to get that work for me. It's going to be like a dream come true, man. I'm going to love it. Probably put that t-shirt in the in the safekeeping somewhere, you know. Parasite. <laughs> Let's see how that works out. <laughs> Who brought that idea up, Landa? Thanks so much. Now, another question, which is actually a question I also was going to ask earlier from Zander, is your favorite food. Yeah, my favorite food. Man, I eat a lot of rice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so rice-based foods, you know, fried rice, you know, jollof rice. I just like rice. And if I'm not eating rice, I'm eating spaghetti. So I really love spaghetti so much. <laughs> what is yeah. a, uh, what's a food, what would be one of the most famous, like, local food dishes? So um, every, everyone's go-to favorite is, like, Ghana jollof. <laughs> And it's a very big, like, it's very, if you go on Twitter and stuff, like, hashtag Ghana Jollof, you know. And what is it? It's it's basically just rice. It's rice-based. It's okay. Jollof rice. But, you know, Ghanaians have a way they do their Jollof rice. So, okay. I swear you love it. If you ever come down to Ghana, you try it. You are going to get hooked on that. <laughs> Man, it's really cool to do an African tour. But, yeah, we'll see if that would ever happen. I'm an old man now, though. You're just, you're like a young kid. <laughs> uh, okay, next question. Um, Sonder asked again, your favorite food? I think we covered that, though, just now. Uh, no questions. Just want to say that you're a definite inspiration. I can only imagine how hard it must be for you to get gear and support. And Mick Abraham says, Ghana's proud of you, Sam. 
man thanks man it's been it's been seven years you know it's it's very hard but you know we are we are we are getting a work we are getting a work you know and then Zonder, back to where we talked about, you know, maybe for asking for money, it says, what are you worth in terms of marketing? You deserve something for that. You know, I agree. You're doing a lot of marketing for the brand. Even if there's not a lot of skaters in Ghana, it doesn't, with social media, it doesn't even matter because you're marketing to the world. You know, I, I would definitely push that. I would definitely push that. Just, you know, incentives and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's the end of the questions in the live chat. If anyone else has any more questions, post it right now. And if not, then we're going to be done. Is there anything that you wanted to cover or talk about that we didn't go through? Um, yeah, like I would want to say a very big thank you and a very big shout out to like people trying to support skaters in Africa. You know, a, a few, a few, I've had like a few people reach out to me lately and just try to know what the scene is like and support. And I definitely want to say a very big thank you to all those people. And I know Julio is doing a very good job with them skates, like trying to support the skates in Nigeria and all that. You know, I saw like he, during the during dance live stream, he, he really sent him a massive support. And it's really good to see that, you know, for someone to believe in us, believe in what we do from this side of the world, it's definitely very appreciated. And Ricardo Lino has also been doing a lot for, for skaters in Africa and the skate scene. And generally, it's just a few people these days, you know. It's starting to open up. Basically, I don't know. I, I can't say it's because of me or I can't say it's because of Dan. But, you know, because we are more in social media and we are getting bigger. And, like, people know it's real what we are doing here. You know, again, like, West Africa is associated with a lot of internet fraud and stuff like that. So... For you to get a message from someone in Africa, people are a little bit skeptical about it. And we are definitely making that, we are making that go away because, you know, they, they know us, they see us, they're able to talk to us, they know what it's like down here. We are getting a lot of support these days and those supports are very much appreciated. Yeah, yeah. So that's about it. So awesome. thank you to everyone. It's really been amazing. We've got one more question came in. And that is, what do what do you do with your old skates when you get new ones? Um, so basically, I've only given out uh, like two pairs of my old skates. You know, the rest I keep because uh, eventually they are they are going to go away anyway. Eventually, you would have to give them out. But for now, I keep because. Over the past few months, I've had to like, I've had so many setups and you have to take like this 125, you have to take out the 125 and put the 80 on the same skates. So I'm getting to the point where I have to have like all my various setups done. And also like, to me, it's just generally fulfilling. Eventually when they get too much, I just have to give them out, you know, and I give them out anyway. But then currently I just want to have all my setups lined up, you know, and it's like it, it, it shows what I've achieved in some kind of a way because I'm the guy that went from having no skates or struggling to get skates to having like three pairs of skates. You know what I mean? And so like I look at the skates and I'm motivated like, yo, you didn't even have one when you started. You know, I've had skates that had two wheels before, just one in the front, one in the back. You know what I mean? And there, there were points where I had to like 
use uh, masking tape to hold my skates and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So getting to the points where I can look in my room and see like three, four pairs of skates, I know how far I've come and it's very motivating for me. But definitely I do give them out, I do give them out. If there are spares I don't have on any setup and giving them out doesn't take anything away from me, you know, I just give them out. And mostly I just give them to the boys in my circle first and then before those that help me outside of my circle, so yeah. Yeah, well, I totally understand keeping the skates and having the different setups until you're ready to get rid of them. But, you know, it's definitely a uh, achievement for you to get all, all that stuff. Like you said, it's really cool. Um, and then we have McAbraham Joe says, Sam, you're touching lives underground and should keep it up. Lots of kids look up to you. Yeah, yeah man. Like I said, you know, like over the last two years, I haven't traveled to any city to skate where people don't know me, you know. As far as skating is concerned, like people know me and I always get like, yo, Sam is around, Sam is around. What is he going to do next type situation, you know? And it's it's really cool. And I know people are watching. And it's also one of the reasons why, like, I want to keep it on the safer side, you know? I don't want anybody heads trying to do a big trick I do and they are heads and, you know, they have to be down and stuff like that. So I'm definitely like, you know, making it look a lot more fun and just going about my job, you know? That's amazing. So Sam, it was really awesome speaking with you for the first time. I mean, okay, so on Tuesday, we got together yeah. for a few minutes to figure out if the audio and video was going to work good. Yeah. If we're going to use StreamYard, if we're going to use Zoom, and obviously we're using StreamYard. We're fine on our test today, so we had a little short chat, but this is the first time we really talked. Um, yeah, you know. So it was really enjoyable hearing from you and talking to you and finding out about your scene and your friends and your skating and definitely going to be adding those links we talked about so after this if you want to send those to me get them up as soon as possible if you enjoyed watching this video make sure to hit the like button subscribe to this channel if you haven't already and hit the bell icon to be notified of all new uploads i have links to my social media description below as well as sam's i have a link to sam's youtube channel his instagram his facebook follow him subscribe to him support Sam and everything he's doing in Ghana. Really cool guy and really interesting stories. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for putting me out here, man. It's, it's a different kind of audience again. You know? So I'm definitely, that is something I'm really excited about. You know? Well, thank you everybody for watching this. And I'll um, I'll make sure and, you know, help promote any projects you're having. Yeah, coming. If, I, if I get my Patreon started, I'll let you know what's up, man. Awesome. Well, it's just going to launch. And the event, like I said, after the skate trip, I'm going to launch my event. So I'll let you know about that soon. Then we get to go. Yeah, let me know. You know, I got uh, lots of social media, so I can repost everything for you. Yeah, no Thanks problem. So, so. Thanks so, so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Take care. Lino has done a lot for me, man. Lino has done a lot for me, man. And it's something I'm really grateful for. You know, for him to believe in me this much, you know. It's, it's something I'm really grateful for. And yeah. And also a very big shout out to my friend Nick from Australia. I know he's going to see this. And actually, I promised Nick I was going to tell this story. So let me just tell it real quick. Right. So Nick has been my friend for like years and years, like six years now. He was literally the first friend I had overseas, you know. And it's it's it came to the point where, you know, we just get along, we talk about stuff. And one of the days, it's actually very funny, you know. And that question really opened my eyes to how people perceive Africa and stuff like that. 
So one of the days, Nick just asked me randomly, like he was genuinely very serious. And then he was like, Sam, can I ask you something? And I said, yeah. And then he said, does it rain where you live? <laughs> you know, like he literally asked if it rains where I live. In my mind, I went like, yo, are you kidding me? <laughs> and so from like it's also one of those things that has brought us really close together because like anytime it rained from there on, I would take a video and be like, Nick, look, it's raining. And we would laugh about it and laugh and laugh. And you know, it's been so amazing. He's been there so much. He's supported me, he's helped me and all that. And you know, I really appreciate it. And he's one of those reasons I want to go to Melbourne. So I one of the days, you know, it's going to happen. I just want to give this guy a hug, man. He's really been there. He's paid for trips. He's paid my hospital bills, you know. Really, really Matt, great guy. Yeah, that's very cool. Really, that's really, really nice. Yeah. Well, thank you, Nick, for supporting Sam. That's awesome. Nick is going to be the VIP of this episode for helping <laughs> Sam out so much. Yeah. Very cool. Well, yeah. say goodbye to everybody. Thank you so much for watching, yeah. and we will see you sometime soon for episode 25 of the then and now bleeding podcast there's also a new episode of the vault up right now episode 12 features a skating of brian shima jeff stockwell rob thompson chris haffey nick wood and damian wilson brand new vault series video up now and there's a bunch coming out in the very near future take care everyone i will see you all very soon here in the then and now bleeding youtube channel